Hey everybody, welcome to Pod Gods episode one nine three. Okay, one ninety three. Uh, we are Jurassic Park uh, years plus one hundred. Okay, so we're recording on the eighteenth of April, twenty sixteen. This document started. I don't know, but a month ago we tried to record. Yeah, my job sucks, and today almost didn't happen because I overslept because my power went out and I was up till 10 a.m., and I didn't get a confirmation from you, but also because we've had to delay this so many times, I thought it was on, and I thought I even thought to say, I should better check with Lax, make sure it's on. I'm like, hey, this is 8 in the morning. He's not going to be awake, but then he probably would be awake, and so then you called me on my phone, which is weird, and then I recognized well, your voice. you're either dead <laughs> or in custody. Yeah, I know. I'm not in custody. I'm doing anybody. But uh, the rain, worse than 500 years. It was just, it was nasty. It was brutal. Yeah. I was outside in it, and I walked inside. And as soon as I come inside, I'm like, what's that noise? And I look outside, I'm like, oh, that would have been all over me. So I ran out of part, part, pod, uh, hard two and I think three weeks ago. I prefer pod hard three. Yeah. With a vengeance, it was good. So I went back to old You Look Nice Today's from the start, Flo- a couple flop houses That's from the so start. That's so depressing. Uh, the flop house eats. guys have really good uh, iTunes placement, by the way. Uh, serious Eats from the start. I'm as... at 214 podcasts, 11.42 gigabytes. My phone keeps crashing because I've run out of fucking space. And I also cleared a bunch of, or in, in episodes of a something new, I picked up No Such Thing as a Fish. And I've picked up a whole whack of podcasts. Yeah, I uh, I listened to a bunch, but I still can't get through them all. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I finished Ken Reed's CD. I listened to it over from the start. Uh, his first CD was really good, but this is great. This is like, uh, this is really like defining work. No wonder and he what is it? Ken Reed, Vanity Project, Hollywood? Yeah, yeah he's got uh, awesome merch and stuff he's been sending me. But, uh, you know, it's we're in this era where comedy albums and specials are hard to start and kind of hard to get through just because of podcasting. And uh, it kept it captivated me, and I think I'll listen again. I, I'm definitely The way buy I it. described it is it's a good bridge from Ken Reed here I am talking about TV, seemingly all lightness and brightness, to the actual comedy, comedian Ken Reed, yeah, who's a little darker. I always be like, why don't you ever talk about uh, media or pop culture stuff? But it's like, no, nope, not not his thing. And uh, this, this kind of, I don't know, this is a good example of what kind of comedian he actually is. So I think it will be a good bridge from people that have liked his podcast. It won't freak him out too much. Yeah, I didn't think that about the last album either. It, 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 the last one felt almost like a house cleaning. Like, here are ten years of bits I don't do anymore. Yeah, because I and I think he's going to start. He's going to start. I think going into a bit of the darker subjects in his comedy albums from here on out. I think he should. So I am doing a new. I'm in now at a new job. How's that going? Uh, much better. I, even though it's for bullshit scum of the earth, Mm. um, it's a lot more fun. So I'm a bit less depressed because of that, because apparently my job controls most of that. So I've been happier at least. That's fucking weird, dude. So the wife wanted to put you on happy pills and then all you had to do was literally started a new gig and you're working for somebody who's saying sucks and you're happy. 
Yes. Well, I'm st- and I'm still getting paid more, even though I've been fired by them. I'm still making more from my old job than my new bo- than my former new boss. It was the it was the firing of like animosity, or was it just we have to get rid of oh, because of job cutting. It just wanted me to go. Well, no, because they're still paying me more than he's getting paid for the other two things that I still kind of do for them. So, yeah, interesting. Look at this. Uh, there's a iTunes update February 2016 uh, Blueberry PowerPress for WordPress users. Apple now recommends using a 3000 by 3000 pixel pixel JPEG or PNG and RGB color space in a compressed format. Saving your image as a JPEG and a favorite image in Excel, blah, 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 blah. So now Apple's changing the rules. Apple has changed iTunes' explicit setting. You must now select clean or explicit. The no option is no longer available. <laughs> That's interesting. Podcast submissions to iTunes Podcast Directory are now managed by the new Podcast Connect website. I know that. The new website allows you to submit new podcasts as well as refresh, hide, and delete your current podcast listings. Yeah, they've always been pushing higher and higher resolution. I know. As... It was 1,400. Now it's 3,000. It's interesting. Well, because you, your artwork can be being shown on a high DPI, supersized iPad. Yeah, so. that's, I'm a fan of it. I always wanted to put the 4,000 by 4,000 Aaron art up. I, I love it. I Nobody hates uh, pixelating art, even on a phone. When I see, when I can see a fucking uh, artifact in your image. I'm like, ew, I don't want to listen to your cheap show. Like, you know, podcast networks that grab low copy, low resolution JPEGs and put new network bugs on top of it and re upload it. Never heard of it. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, but speaking <laughs> randomly of other. <laughs> Time to day drink. <laughs> Is that your job? <laughs> it's fucking so Canadian now. You're wearing a uh, fucking denim jumpsuit. Nope. All right. Uh, so the big news is. Out of nowhere, Loveline is no longer on Podcast One. And so I've been getting bombarded with, where's classic Loveline? Where's classic? Not anybody's going to listen to this. I'm sure somebody will, and they'll post it somewhere and be like, oh, look, it talked about it. Let's get him in trouble. Uh, Loveline is no longer on Podcast One. It wasn't by their doing. It's a rights issue. Uh, CBS seems to own it. And then I guess when Dial Global, or whatever the fuck they're called, took over, uh, it made things very confusing. So this whole time... Uh, Podcast One has basically been doing what the fans were doing for 20 years. Well, I don't think Westwood Westwood One was licensing it from CBS Radio, yeah. a.k.a. K-Rock. Yeah, there's also some was more a, murkiness because Westwood One doesn't exist. Podcast One exists. But it was, a, it was a K-Rock show that was then syndicated by... Westwood one. You're not incorrect, but it's one of so these things where I rights are so th- complicated nobody understands it. And that but and then for a while Westwood One was owned by CBS Radio, right? Yeah. They bought it as their distribution arm, their syndication arm. And then got rid of them completely whatever. Yeah. So I don't understand why they th- would have ever thought because I, th- was, I think I think it was, it was very never convenient. Westwood One that called the shots on the show. It was always Kevin Weatherly and K Rock. Yeah, but I, I think it's one of these things where nobody was thinking. It was we have this that sell it. So it's one of these things where if you think about it too much, it can only take it away from us. It's 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 a particular type of thinking that you wouldn't expect from billionaires. So where is Loveline podcast being released through? Nowhere. And there's no answer to when it's coming back, and nobody knows anything. So it's a so that's new love line, new love line, classic love line. Nobody knows anything, so there's nothing we can do about it. So classic love line is gone for now. Uh, yeah, the whole the idea is to hopefully bring it back and have a new 
uh, distribution channel. And the theory about the Tom Likas having some of the tapes is now proven true. They're sitting. Most of the love line is sitting in Tom Likas' uh, dungeon. Okay. Did you do a top ten this week? Oh yeah, I've got that. Sweet. Uh, so that well, it's kind of three top tens kind of rolled right. back and then back and then back. Um, so top ten has a foreskin. Yeah. So neither there's no love line available via RSS currently. No. And then fans on Reddit, of course, going, "Well, I tape it every day, so I'm just going to start sharing it here." And then I, I don't even read Reddit anymore. I don't post there. But somebody sent me a link. Someone read it, and then some cool person wrote. Uh, yeah, just pirate it the day they probably need you most as a fan. And then everybody attacked that person, and I was like, ah, somebody's sensible. Ah, you fucking moron. You can't be sensible on the internet. So I don't so know. So when do they replace the new or drop in a new co-host? Uh, this guy, Kevin Klein, not the one you like, uh, is filling in, and he did really good, I guess, last time they're having tryouts. So uh, he's basically a foregone conclusion. He'll get the job. Uh some other white guy. He doesn't guy. sound like he's a Mexican woman. No, it's a, it's a white dude, but it's, I, I don't know, I don't know how he's on air. Anderson complimented him the first time and said, you're like a mix of Corolla and Jersey Shore, which the guy was offended by. I don't know, he's not a Daniel Tosh type. I, have, I haven't I heard I thought him. they needed a Mexican and or woman. I think they're over that. Oh. Yeah, the, the show, you know, it. Uh, the fans could kill it right now, just so they... Uh, so who's the current producer of the show? Ann. Okay, and still out of K-Rock. No, nah, that's a whole other thing. Kind of. It's uh, yeah. They don't. They don't know. Broadcast on K Rock. The show was teetering, dude. Like, like I might as well say this, but it was almost not a thing anymore. Is it syndicated anywhere? Yeah, but not as many places as it was. It's uh, it's basically the last ten years have been unwinding everything Adam wound up for them and built up for them. It's been a really interesting fall, and I I thought we were gonna lose the show. I mean, it was it was that bad. Okay. Well, uh, any other podcast news you have? Well, I mean, I really want to keep doing it. So you'll never hear us bitch about Classic Loveline not paying anymore. They got away with it. And they got three and a half free years of work for me. Which, I don't know, I'm, I'm glad people got them. But now I feel bad because I have a whole bunch of episodes in the can ready to go. And it was the most organized way to ever present Loveline that we've ever had. So hopefully we get a new one. But I'm trying to tell them... You can't just sit on these things and expect them to be okay. If you don't open up a distribution model and method right away, the fans are going to do one for you, and they're not going to stop. Yep, and it's going to get better, and it's going to be better than anything you provide. Yeah, and that's... Because they're they're going to cut out shitty ads. They're going to format it nicely. They're going to title it properly. Well, now you're talking about the guy who made the torrent. No, but it'll, it'll happen. I mean, once you get more than a hundred people wanting it, you'll find someone who's willing to do it. They were making two to five hundred per ad on Classic Loveline, by the way. Yeah, that depends. What kind of kid? It's been so long since I listened. A lot of those ads will be if you don't put it. Like, it's not really an Audible ad, but if someone signs up for Audible and uses your code, you get money. You know, these were real ads. They were like spots. So anytime Drew or Adam would interrupt or anytime there was a commercial from their their guy, their their voice, uh, that was two to five hundred dollars in their pockets. So every episode, just an ad revenue was two to five grand. Okay. Yeah. But they couldn't find any money to pay you, so fuck them. No, it's one of these things yes, where I've been taking them. the uh the high road. And uh, they were, you know, it's been specifically asked of me to take the high road, 
So because they do business with people I do business with, I'm just going to be positive. And also, I don't want people to boycott them. And I've only had one person write to me and say, I signed up for the premium. I feel like I got robbed. This is unfair. And I wrote them back, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Which might have been a test person because they're not even a Facebook friend of mine. They just found me on Facebook, and it might be an executive type. And I wrote him back. It's a really kind of email. I'm like, oh, don't. You know, if you're going to unsubscribe, be cool about it. You know, there is a lot of exclusive content. <laughs> even Solar Sassel. I'm like, you know, just, I'm in a really weird spot. So, okay. Yeah. And they're still doing clean Corolla shows. Yep, but you know, editing we, out the naughty words. A lot of these mid-roll shows were already doing that, which is interesting. Like, I mean, and like, uh, like Allison's show, uh, it goes clean, explicit, clean, explicit. Like the certain episode, like every episode's different, so each one's individually labeled. She has a really, um, really smart uh, process on her show, and like the way she does an individual episode for each episode, she's she's doing it right. Yeah. And what, so, what was interesting is, is... Uh, this all comes from an episode of This Life with Andy Dick, where it was he uh, Bob Forrest goes, "Hey, uh, it was true. Somebody, some fan or somebody, takes like those old classic love lines and make them into a podcast." And she's like, "No, we have that." He's like, "No, no, no. Like, somebody should make all the old episodes. We have that." And then Susan gets on mic and she goes, "Yeah, we don't get paid for it." Yeah, and weren't they? Wasn't Adam being paid? Uh, no, he was supposed to be, but I don't think he was ever getting a check for it. I think he was just getting, like, an overall deal. That's kind of like what Anderson had, where he works for Loveline, and part of that is he has to do classic Loveline. So it was never the situation where, like, well, they're giving me this extra money that I can give to you. It was like, I, this is my money I was already getting paid. So who actually pays Anderson? I don't know. I'd have to ask him. But it's uh, it's a confusing mess. The hope was that if they go back to the parent company... And they don't force it on some sort of app they want to make up or something. And they actually do it in-house. Maybe Anne could be involved and they could pay people. And we could get the photographs and it would be nice. Who does Anne work for? Uh, I guess CBS. Okay. And uh, here's a nice message from 17A's guy making fun of me. Legally, Giovanni owns anything related to Loveline. And what the no. fuck? What the fuck? Legally, is... you own the rights of your voice, which they never paid or contracted uh, your moral and whatever right performance rights. Yeah, no, but these people are such dicks, man. It's like, what would have happened if if I had not started transferring tapes? What would have happened? Would Anderson have ever admitted that they lied all those years? That would have just been a mystery. Would we have ever gotten all these missing shows we got, including everybody that hung himself after they did the episodes? Uh, would any of this stuff happen? It's like, nope. And it's like, would Mike uh, Rowe have ever been on the Corolla show? Nope. He just did another podcast. Would he ever done that? Nope. Yeah, how many, and really, 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 how many people would have cared or noticed the difference? They wouldn't have. They don't, because they don't care. That's my, that's what I'm realizing, is they really, they're fans when they, like, when they say, well, I'm a fan, they don't really even mean that. They're just like, um, they're teetering on a ledge of, oh, I could hate the guy tomorrow because he's a piece of shit. I'm a fan right now. And it's like, it's like what? I, yeah, I'm just that's not the that best person. I can give. I'm a fan right now. I'll listen to the shitty ads that are required. I, I don't know. They, what, you piss me always, off enough? They, they've always had a hate on for me, and they just proved it. They're weird people, man, especially the 1780s guy. The guy had a fucking message board that a private forum to make fun of how fat girls liked Mark Chambers. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or we can talk about the shows that I've added. Uh, what have you added? Uh, KCRW's Good Food Podcast. 
Now, this one is a pain in the ass because they say they release a new episode on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They will then re-release an, that same episode on Friday and then another new one on Sunday. Why? So I keep getting partway through realizing that I've listened to all of this. I thought it might just be a segment that I'd heard on another show, but they just keep re-releasing the same fucking show twice a week. Uh, yeah, Which, I've been having that a lot lately with stuff. I had one very annoying thing with Overcast where I restarted my phone at work and it deleted every single thing cached on my phone. Mm. So no Wi-Fi, no podcasts because I don't have that much data. Oh, and that was a pain in this, which, and of course I'd had a whole bunch of things uh, backdoored onto my phone through HuffDuffer like Ken Reed's comedy album, other people's comedy albums that I own on CD. What other, I, what other uh, opening uh, what are touring comedians are you friends with Lax Dude you haven't told us about, huh? No, it's like Dana Gould albums and things things like that. That I keep, I want them in in podcast form because then I can do the vo- the speed boost and that and listen to them like they're not sounding retarded. All right. But since I don't want those things publicly posted on the internet for other people to get, as soon as it's on my phone, I take the file off the internet. Yeah, you're smart. So then I can't re-download all of those, all of those things, just stall out because they can't download. So I have to go back home, put all, re-upload them all, do that kind of shit. Oh, man. Um, and if you are a Overcast user, if you f- and you follow me on Twitter, LaxDude, you can see podcast podcasts that I recommend. You might see in the recommended list, hmm. which might be useful. I've found some. There's only apparently one other person who follows me on Twitter who uses it, um, and he likes shit podcasts. Apparently, hey man, fuck you. That has not you. You don't <laughs> use app. You don't I, use iOS. I know, but anyone who uses iOS, you should probably try uh, Overcast. It's very good. Uh, I've also added a couple a couple of things podcast. Uh, I think I can't even remember what that is. It's some NPR ish podcast, uh, the Mortified Podcast, which is a NPR ish Mortified Shoebox ripoff. Uh, no such thing as a fish, which is the people who write. There's a English show called QI hosted by. Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, the very tall, gay English comedian with the broken nose who likes playing butlers and was in Black Adder. Uh, Hugh Laurie? And was in, pardon me? Not Hugh Laurie. No, his partner. Oh, yeah. The Fry. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. So there's the Stephen Fry QI show. Well, these are the writers that find the stupid sarcastic facts. Uh-huh. And it's just them talking about stupid sarcastic facts that they found and couldn't use. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the Nozilla cast, which is, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with it. It's a woman ta- uh, probably closer to retirement age than not who talks tech, kind of Apple. I don't know if I'm going to keep that up. Uh, Adventures in Space and Tim, which is an English space podcast where there will be a lot of talk about, oh, their current astronaut, Tim, it's not Ferris, but Tim something, mm-hmm. who just spent just under a year on the ISS. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, I think. I can think of his name. And then uh, You're the Expert, which is a NPR quiz talk show, uh, panel show. 
So that seems very good. I don't think I've added anything else since uh, last episode. I'm trying to think of shows I got to drop, man. I'm 200 podcasts behind. I can't get caught up. I, well, I can tell you the one that I dropped. How would you drop? This Life with Dr. Drew and Skeletor in a Hat. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, because <laughs> they released a dirty episode and then a clean episode, which ate up valuable Wi-Fi data. Yeah, they're doing uh, no, two episodes sorry, of the same valuable feed. cellular data. So f- sent a harsh letter, told them to go fuck themselves. That's, don't be me. Not ba- I said, this is why you don't do this. Yeah, well, no, Susan's producing on her own. So it's one of these things where she's not, you know, of this generation. And for her to even be able to put out a podcast, impressive. And also that she's trying to be, like, empowered. Very impressive. And she's a good person. And also the fucking way they do the show, where there's, they obviously, they're, they're, well, first off, they're gang recording them. They ha- at least have to put them all out in order because the guests all overlap a show. Yeah, I know. And the, the, so That's just fucking stupid. Well, they and don't have how a waiting long room. until they're going to have uh, Susan Pinsky's favorite dog psychic? No, that's a separate show. It's called Calling Out, which I've been invited oh, to guest on. She's going to have the dog psychic on the Dr. Drew and Skeletor in a hat show. It might, <laughs> it might happen. Uh, I'm still listening, but... I assume he's bald, right? <laughs> he, he only has, like, the the, fr- the uh, <laughs> riffraff fringe of hair under that, around that hat. Or that Three Stooge. What's the Three Stooge that's bald on top and had hair on the sides? Probably. Uh, but he's he's got, like, riffraff hair, right? Like, long shoulder-length hair and completely bald dome. When you say riffraff, I'm not picturing Rocky Horror. I'm picturing the rapper uh, who likes oh, to brag no, about Rocky Horror riffraff. Uh, Gilmore Guys put out two episodes on the same day of the same one. It was 616, Bridesmaid Revisited. The file is both 158 minutes, so I deleted both of them because fuck you. Who was that? Uh, Gilmore Guys. Oh, okay. Because fuck you. Anna Ferris put out an episode with Chris Evans and Jenny Slate, a two-parter, which sounds awesome, but uh, I can't even be bothered to be started. Uh, TV Guidance Counselor 144, Paul Dini and Misty Lee. Uh, I should have had it in my top, my top five, top ten. But I don't, I've wanted them to talk more about, uh, I guess, Dini getting his head bashed in. And it was just more of a general episode. I so, was just surprised to find out she wasn't, like, a 400-pounder. No, no. But it, it was it was funny, though, how he had to, like, frame it around her. Like, you're so interesting, Misty. Oh, and the, oh, who's your dude? Oh, Paul Dini. Yeah, he's all right. He did a cartoon. But tell me about your magic and doing things for an audience of five people that nobody cares about. Well, she's the resident whatever at the Magic Showcase, Magic uh, Castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be invited, man. It's members only, Lex. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, any other drops or updates? No drops or updates. There were some shows I hated. Well, okay, that's next. Shows that pissed us off weren't very good. Well, I slid off with This Life with Dr. Drew and Skeletor in a Hat. Uh, mine was How Did This Get Made? Uh, let me pull it up. I asked you to listen to it. I'm sure you did not because you hate me. No, you did not say, want me to listen to How Did This Get Made. You wanted me to listen to a very bad Aisha Tyler oh, that's on right. Harmontown. That's right. I wouldn't, which I, wouldn't, I did not listen to. I wouldn't force you to listen to How It Gets Made because you have clear rules about it. But uh, I want to throw eggs at Jason Manzukas. Uh, hey, man. He's the best part. He's the best part. Pete Holmes and Cameron Esposito. Okay. Uh, so professional lesbian comedian well, uh, can only talk about being a lesbian, her hair, and wearing a jean jacket. A fan of the show on Twitter, a uh, nice lady. She's like a dog walker and has like an awesome dog business. And she's hilarious. I'm part of some chain of uh, tweets where 
her and this group of psychopaths just send horrible pictures and memes back and forth. I think there's like a thread or something in there that I'm missing. So I always try to jump in like, hey, guys, me too, right? Right? And then like nobody responds to it. I'm like, oh, no, I better delete this. I got to get out of here. This is embarrassing. And I don't know what to say. Like, should I get out of this thread chain because I'm not as funny as them or I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing? But uh, she was like, I can't wait to hear you talk about Cameron Esposito on uh, how did this get made, how she ruined it. And I was like, oh, come on. We're being a little tough on this lady. She doesn't ruin everything. Uh, where to begin? Um, first thing well, she does just, is take just, him out of order. If you don't know her comedy, she always yells. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She only talks about being a lesbian, having a weird flippy haircut. And wearing a jean jacket. And one of the first that rules seems to be it. One of the first rules comedians will tell you is learn when to swear. If you use fuck every other word, it makes it lessen its power. And it's one of those things where you go, yeah, right. But no, if you really think and, about it, when you hear somebody speak and they're saying fuck, fuck all the time, you're, you lose, I don't know what it is, you lose interest in what they're saying and the fucks lose their power. And then I, I, I'm an explicit person. I don't care what you say, but even I'll judge you. So there's this thing about you don't say fucking this, fucking that, man. Yeah, fucking. And uh, they have microphones. So they're doing a live show, which is terrible. And she screams louder than everybody, anybody ever heard. Paul Shear screams to match her. Uh, Paul doesn't hear things that Jason says next to him that are jokes, and then he'll he'll say it out loud, but he's missaying what the guy just said next to him, and it's kind of embarrassing, and they just keep moving. And uh, they it's the they do the uh, Village People movie. Was it can't stop? Uh, the can't m- stop the music. music. Yeah, and she she didn't even know this existed. And then uh, she because she's gay, she gets to be the I guess the spokesperson for hardcore dude anal sex in the nineteen. Hey, only five out of six of them are gay. Yeah. But uh, she, they cover that too. But immediately she takes it out of order. So she fucks up how the show works. And then she threatens to talk about the penises in the movie because it's a PG movie. But then they never really talk about them in the movie. They just She just starts going on a rant about how unnecessary penises are in sex. And like, let's get this out of the way first. I'm not a, a men's rights person. I, I think women are the superior version of the human being because men start out as women as well, and they're like an offshoot. So they're like this barbarian brute that only exists to then impregnate the female form, and they live longer. And it, it, I, I'm, I'm with most of the yeah, feminist because points. we're formatted to go f- out and fight tigers and wolves and bears for them. For them, it's it's like the ultimate like uh, it's it's like built in uh, obsolescence. Uh, the uh, the XY, the chromosome we have, the Y chromosome is fading over time. So what makes men men is less and less and less. So it's like this thing of like over years they've been able to weed out the qualities they don't want from this like subspecies that exists solely, again, to impregnate them. And now they've invented scientific and ways to avoid And keep the wolves, it. bears, and tigers away. Yeah, yeah, while they nap. And they complain about how hard life is. But I'm, I'm just saying, so I'm, I'm in agreement with most of their points, so they don't need, you don't need to point it out. To point it out, it's rude. To be like, yeah, the penis is a unnecessary thing. We got dildos for our cunts. And that's all she says. And she says it on the stage, and she goes, oh, I just realized that uh, I'm sitting next to men, and I thought I could just say this, and I shouldn't be able to say it. And she goes, look how offended you get with one person who says your penis is useless. And it was this whole like like anti-man thing. And then she, like, admits that the only reason she's a lesbian is so that she can exclude other people. She even rants and says it. And she's, like, screaming so loud and screaming over everybody. It's just, it's in, like, it's not one of these things where, oh, do you tell the women to be quiet? It's like, no, you don't need to be, like, your voice shouldn't be cracking because you're screaming and the mic shouldn't be, like, peaking because of it. It made it unlistenable. She made it unfunny. She went on, like, 14 different rants about trans people because Bruce Jenner is in it. And she presumes at the time he was trans, but you don't actually know that. So he, for all you know, he, he got interested in it in 95. 
So you don't really know any of that. And she's just jumping all these conclusions, talking about how brave it is and bold it is that he's in the movie. And uh, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. And then she has to like, stop and clarify and like explain that just because he does this in the movie or there's a coincidence where he says, I'm in a Gemini, doesn't mean he's a transgender person. Blah, blah. And she's like, this is a, you know, this is a really important moment to talk about. Sorry to take it all serious. It, and Pete Holmes came get everything off. And there's a moment there where she goes on a rant and she talks about uh, how much useless men are. And Pete even goes, Ew. like he has like a moment where he's like, Egh. like everybody's kind of responds to it with like a negative. Well, that's because he's a born again fascist. A little bit, but it's just, it's so fucking weird. Where it's like I don't, I don't, I don't. And then she like talked about the fact that she didn't feel like she was a human being until gay people were allowed to be married, and she wasn't counted as a human being. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It, it, She's a crazy person, and it's all about team this and club that, and I'm on team queer, and you're not, and we get to exclude you. It's just it's just like with the feminism stuff. It's like, I'm going to educate you. And it's like, well, the person you're talking to is probably like an 80 IQ on Twitter, Jen Kirkman, and they're writing, I'm dumb, and I hate myself. Now, that person might just go kill themselves because uh, they didn't go to college like you did, and they can't understand it. If you're going to educate them, why don't you actually, what about the advanced maths? Uh, English, second language? Let's get on that. Oh, no, just feminism? So just your issue. So they just need to be schooled in your issue, and then you're going to walk away to go fuck some guy who's appropriate to you, and this other loser on the internet gets to go feel bad about himself. I don't know. It's uh, And I don't care that she's a lesbian. It's just all she I want to hang out with her jokes <laughs> about being a lesbian. I want to hang out with her wife. <clears throat> or, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't want to follow. I wouldn't want to listen to a professional heterosexual comedian male or let's say male only talking about all the chips she, that, the, all the poon that he slams well, she doesn't I don't want to listen to that either she doesn't have a decade in comedy so this is what happens when you're a baby comic and you get success essentially doing something outside the lines here's what she said she goes yeah and wage inequality uh and you male comedians you're bullshit comedy getting paid more than me and that's what pete holmes went ugh, and they all just kind of oh and they got quiet like she made it serious and she was like basically saying she's better than male comedians i remember seeing her on at uh, was it not? No, it's not at midnight. It's their show, The Meltdown. And she brought a bunch of jelly donuts for bringing the audience. And then, right as she like went to her punchline about clumpy periods, she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like has this thing that baby comics do where they repeat things too many times. They're too loud. They say fuck too much. She has like all these simple mistakes that need to be worked out that haven't been worked out. But she gets to tour as a headliner because she has a funky haircut and she wears jean jackets and she has a lesbian. And talks about being a lesbian. But it's an it's like trying on an identity so much as like a costume. I, I have my like uh, I have girls that I love growing up who do this now on Facebook. You get to watch them and it's like okay now you're born again Christian. Okay now you're a singer songwriter. Okay now you work for Beachbody and you're a bodybuilder. And it's like you try this on. Now and you you're leave. a yoga ho mom. Yeah, yeah, that's what. No, that's what she is. Now she's a hippie who wants to have kids and have them travel around the world and not go to school. Oh no! Usually they become incre- they become like, okay. She didn't marry someone rich then. No, no, not yet. No, she hasn't found the rich okay. guy yet. No, 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 no. This can be the next guy. And then that's they, when you become the tight, uh, uptight blonde yoga mom. She could go that way, but she might also go the way of uh, like having an ethnic guy impregnate her, so she, then she can have ethnic babies and then glom onto their ethnicity to then go. I'm more than a white person because it's a self-waiting white people do this thing where they're like, if I could just somehow get glommed onto some other somebody else's culture, then I can get away from being a white person. So any other shows that pissed you off? Say Harmontown. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that I can't stress enough how bad that uh, Can't Stop the Music Live was. She ruined it. She was a horrible guest. I, I almost want to play the sound of her screaming. Nope. To the United States and we became a full person here. 
it was kind of a big deal in my life. And I was, dri- I was driving, and We Are the Champions came on, and I realized for the first time what that song is fucking about, which is not like basketball. No, uh, it's, no it's, it's about, about fucking- football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> March Madness, y'all! March Madness! Wait, what's it about? It's about like surviving, fucking surviving, being and on, on the fringes. And on and on. Yeah, we are the champions. We. It's my. It's about my community. You're not included in it. And you are the hey, losers. Hey, man, be cool. We are the champions. Yeah, that's why I stopped listening to their shitty comedy podcast from the UCB Theater. Yeah, how about you make some fucking microphones that work? How about that? How about you fucking mics that actually work, and then you tell people how mic technique or professional No, comedians. or she's a comedian. Maybe she should know how to use a mic. Uh, but Paul Shear does it, too. He screams, and he screams over his guests, and it's like, it's like, who are you competing with? If it's the live audience, then don't fucking have one. Uh, okay, well, then the same goes for Corolla. I can, you know, there are some bad mixed episodes, fine, but there are the microphones. He was always getting shouty, if not drunk. Oh, yeah. And drunk and shouty, I, I which was what, what ruined his live shows. So I, it's a problem. I don't, you play to the audience that's there, sometimes, not the larger audience that's listening to your recording. Sometimes that's an issue, not as much. And the microphones rarely blow out on Corolla shows. When he's yelling, he's not usually yelling, so you hear the microphone crackle and hear his voice break. Uh, Harmontown 192, give black people a chance to hear crickets. And do they? Aisha Tyler visits Harmontown. And she decides that she needs to repeat everything she says two or three times when it doesn't get a laugh. I just kept hearing Jay Moore on Classic Love Line from 2001. Hey, swing and a miss. And it tries again, swing and a miss. When he was making fun of Adam for some lines that didn't work. And she just keeps doing it. And then uh, Dan tries to riff a scene, like he tries to make up a Star Wars movie on the spot. And then he's like, he's like reading the text and he's explaining what happens. And then she jumps in, but she can't improv. So she's just like, yo, I'm Lando Calrissian. I drink Coke 45. Ha <laughs> yeah. And he's trying and trying, and then they just wrap it up. And then he tries to tell her what she did. And she's like, I was there with you. I know what you were trying to do. Blah, blah, blah. Let me see if I can play this for a second. Oh, oh no, thank you. Are you sure? Do you like, um, would you like some orange juice? I feel like the yeah, you know, Star Wars characters at the other table are talking about us. You can have anything you want. Okay, so bring me an orange juice. And a normal It's a difficult pumper. time for the premise of the brunch oh, conversation. Just put them all in the same glass. You want the Arnold Palmer with the orange juice in the same glass? Yes. I don't think you're going to like it. Are you crawling, are you crawling me? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't listen anymore to that. I, I can't. She said the word Arnold Palmer incorrectly 45 times. It only gets worse. She screams. She talks over everybody. She's playing to the live audience and not to the people listening to the podcast. For sure. And she comes off again as a baby comic. And she's not, but she, I don't know, maybe she never developed because she's so beautiful and she's had so many opportunities in show business. I'm a fan. I bought her first book that was written for women called Swerve, where she learned about pubic grooming. I read it on a book on a flight to Amsterdam, of all places, or Zurich. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not a hater. I've been a, I've, she was one of my favorite hopes of Talk Soup. Uh, I, I thought she would, everybody's like, oh, she killed the show. I was like, no, she had some really good, funny shit she used to do and some funny bits. And her podcast was good until she ran out of friends. I guess, but she doesn't listen to people a lot, and that's what the problem is. She doesn't listen, and it's just, it's whew, talk about a fucking train wreck, man. And then they keep talking about Harmon Quest, which isn't even out yet. It's not coming out till the summer on CISO. So they've been working on this like D and D thing secretly for a year and a half, two years. Did um 
have you seen their documentary that got filmed? Harmontown? Yeah. Yeah, I bought it on Google Play. I watched it a year and a half ago whenever it came out. Okay. I just heard absolutely nothing about it in the it's, pod universe. It's not so. good. I guess apparently there's like five or six cuts of it, and they're different movies, and they focus on different things, and it seems like they released the wrong one. Okay. Uh, so, any other shows that pissed you off? Uh, Fitzdog Radio, Doug Benson Returns. Really bad. Why are you listening? Why would you listen to him? I like Fitzdog. Uh, Adam had a great joke about Doug Benson the other day when they were doing the live show from Denver. Uh, the guy was telling him about marijuana oil, and Adam goes, oh, yeah. The state of Denver or the city of Denver? Uh, well, in Colorado, in the city of Denver. No, that was a... Oh, God. Doug Loves Movies call back to... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, uh, what's his name? Shouty guy with an aneurysm. Uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Denver, yeah. Okay, I can do it. Um, and so uh, Adam goes, yeah, that, all that THC oil. Yeah, I put some up behind my ears before I go out, you know. Although that one time uh, ran Doug Benson and he bit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, come on. The idea of Doug Benson being like a pot vampire. Now is Doug Benson still straight, or has his gr- or has his mother died? <laughs> hey, man, he likes twenty-one-year-old uh, girls. How dare you? But so his mother's still alive. Uh, he's not gay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's a gay man. I mean, he hangs out with chicks, not because he's gay. I think he's like non-threatening. I no, think... I think he's gay. Really. I think he can't be gay because his grand his mother's. Then alive. why did he cry about these chicks that leave him and don't understand how the the world works? On uh... because he's a gay man, he just he he's he's crying for the dick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so any others? Uh, I just realized that one of our departments is called uh, CUC. Okay. Uh, cuck. It says uh, cuck over time. <laughs> Uh, I hate my life. Uh, I hate my job. No, I, th- I think there's something else happening in podcasting. There's a few other things that happened. The Loveline thing's kind of a huge deal. Everybody's freaking out about. Uh, there's some some announcement. I can't remember what it was, though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've been listening to Afterpod a lot. It's been pretty solid. Yeah, I just can't listen. I'm never listening to a daily podcast ever again. It's just too much. I keep thinking about the, why Neil wanted me to cut the interview when we did it when you asked if he was an Indian guy, and he was, like, offended by it because he's not Indian. And, like, he was like, you cut that out? And I was like, why, why should we cut it out? It's just the, he thought he was were Indian. What's the big deal? <laughs> like, in my head, I don't know why that bothers me so much. Yeah, I just, I don't know why it got in my mind, but I'm sure at some point he'd, I don't know. He probably did one of those things people do on message boards where you're, like, talking about somebody, and you go, what, are you this? And they go, maybe I am. And they're like, okay, fine. Well, like I would joke about being a person of color. Yeah. Well, technically I am. White is a color. I thought you were going to say white is right. And I was like, hell yeah. No. I wasn't going to do that. Uh, I listened to comedy Bang Bang 416 with Thomas Middleditch, Martin Starr, and Kumail Nanjiani. The first 15 minutes are dog shit, and then Thomas Middleditch takes control in this funny character, and it gets kind of funny for a while. Yeah, I'm never listening to them. I feel sick when I listen to podcast with people who work for mid-roll let alone people that are owned by them yeah no and i i I found more credence was lent to the idea that people have been sending in clips of the corolla show by the way that's actually real well yeah that's what ad sellers would do 
there's a limited number of people willing, stupid enough to be willing to advertise on podcasts. Well, so they've already killed, been dude. sold. They've already been sold on the medium. So you try to poach someone else's. They, those people should be killed. That and that's what sales does. I'll kill them. It's what sale. It's what sales does, Geo. Everybody's a terrible person. Like, how do people even justify that they like are alive? Like, like if you, how do you go home and kiss your kids on the cheek and go, hey, "I fucked over that other show, so I'm like, my kids get to eat tonight." It's like, what? why would you want to be alive? It's you just you do what you do. Just a piece of shit who steals things from people and tries to take things that aren't yours that you didn't earn in industries you didn't develop. No, you're just pointing out. So because obviously the people who they poached away didn't know what they were advertising on That's, because they're idiots. But you know the thing is, like, or they got sold that you're going to be advertising on this, but they were really being advertised on that. Yeah, it's you know, there's this thing about uh, advertisements. There's not an advertisement when you were on Earwolf that I'll buy something from. Corolla's done advertisements where even if I don't want the product and I've been burned by them, allastamps.com, after trying them because of Corolla, I still consider, like, you know what, maybe there's a way I could make use of that service. Or it's like, oh, they're so ballsy of them to have this advertisement. So it's, it only impresses me or makes me reconsider your product when you do a Corolla one, especially when he does one of these crazy live reads that's four minutes long and it goes into, like, these weird, weird places. Like, that's what... That's what makes me like your shit. And if you're not going to, I don't know. I just, it bumps yeah, me but in the day and age when someone gets their panties in a twist and all of a sudden you're being boycotted by half the half the women but on that's, Twitter. But that's not real. Or half that's the not, women on Facebook. That's what they're finding out now in Marvel Comics. They're like, why isn't anybody buying uh, these comics with these politically correct characters who don't have genitals and all white men are evil? Oh, you're not going to buy the comic books? You're making us right? Oh, okay, well, we're going to have to reconsider this. Yeah, but people are afraid of the backlash. They because they assume that the backlash is real. Yeah. That's why most of the most of the advertisers should just if it's say it's mid roll, should just say, Go fuck off. Why would I want to do business with you? Yeah. I mean if somebody came to me and goes, Hey, this person you're already doing ads with did this, I'd be like, Good for, thanks for telling me that. I'm glad to know you're a little bitch and I'm gonna tell everybody else I work with that you're a little bitch not to do business with you. We don't do that here. We don't tattle we fuck up we we cheat on our wives here. We don't need any fucking tattle tales. But uh, that's the problem when Corolla sold out to Podcast One. Uh, that was covered on uh, your favorite No Agenda. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a sign of shit's going to happen. That's what happens. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's no longer a pirate ship. Uh, mm. No, he got off the pirate ship and put up a corporate flag. We'll he see. put up his corporate master's flag. <laughs> that's what he did. We talked about it a bunch. I don't know. We'll see what happens with all of it. I uh, it's too early to tell. You know, I don't wish anybody any hard feelings. I I hope they all succeed. Yeah, I just hope that for Adam, the trade off of I guess getting paid makes up for the lack of freedom and control that he used to have. I mean, it's a decision he's able to make. Hopefully, he did it willingly. And for no five one. years. So it's, it's a situation where if podcast, he keeps saying we up for five years. So this is the podcast one hour for five years. I can sit through it. It's fine with me. And also, it's like. Yeah, let's see how many of his fans will. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. It's, it'll always uh, have its numbers. Yeah, I'm just saying it's a very fluid market. Once you lose someone. They're probably not going to come back. That's true. That's a lot. Of I people... mean, it's not like radio where, 
Okay, in radio, how many stations were there in your local market? Okay, so you X off all the ones that aren't aimed at you. So all the stations aimed at women, all the stations aimed at dental offices, all the political talk. Okay, you don't talk sports. So that really kind of comes down to maybe there are two or three stations. So the odds of you coming back are a lot greater. When it comes to podcasts, there are 10,000 hours for every hour of day you have to listen yeah. that are being produced. It's it's so we're clearly we're at the era someone, we're at the era of too you, much content. Yes, once you lose someone, they are probably never coming back. That's a good point. That's a really good point actually. So I'm not saying that what Corolla's doing is wrong. I'm not saying what he's doing is right. I'm just saying I it's not what he sold his original fan base on. So I don't know how well that'll go over. Uh, I mean, but a lot of people with the, in the fan base thought that any advertisement sponsor was jumping the shark or doing take a knee. He's charging for a show. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different, I guess, uh, cutoff points for people. So if this is for some of them, it'd be a shame to see him go. But I mean, what can you do? They they won the money, kept the show alive. It's a good buy-in. Uh, Podcast One needed a flagship of some kind. Uh, they might be bringing Adam and Drew show to five days per week. I would just say that if Adam ran a cheaper, tighter, more frugal organization, these decisions would be much easier to make because he wouldn't have such a large monthly nut to cover. That's a good point. Um, he wouldn't have to have so much damn staff sitting there doing apparently nothing most of the time. I'm guessing masturbating in their little offices. Wow. Uh, Adam did get really pissed at Chris Loxamana because they did the uh, Celebrity Grand Prix. And Adam had the lead. And right as he's going around the corner that has the, uh, the uh, bumps, uh, mm-hmm. where you have to corner him, you're not going to have a good line. The camera that uh, was clamped on that he told uh, Chris, we can't use these clamps, they don't work, you really got to tape it down and strap it down, he instead used a uh, a sticky pad. And the sticky pad, of course, failed right on that turn, sending the camera and the mount right in front of the tachometer that Adam needed to see to shift to make sure the shifting was right. And then he tried to clear it out and knocked it over, and it uh, smashed the windshield wiper button, turned on the windshield wipers, and partially cost him the race. Okay. And uh, then the footage and the camera, uh, it overheated all the cameras, so there was no footage at all. Yeah. And I thought they make GoPros that last, like, through, you can do it like volcanoes. I don't know. That depends on the case. Oh. I just, well, if you're racing, I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of disappointing. And then I guess Chris told him, uh, good news, boss, we got the second camera. And I'm going, oh, cool. So we went and taped to reasonable doubt. And then he comes out and Chris goes, nope, nothing on there. But that's the thing is you're, they're not network GoPros. So why one shouldn't be affecting anything else? Yeah, I don't know. It probably means he ripped out the power supply or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, so the ones on the, mounted on the car outside and inside, he said they all overheated. Which I don't, I, even 160 degrees, can't those, some of those GoPros operate in those temperatures? I would expect so. It's not going to be that hot in Long Beach. Well, no, I mean, even if, like, the, the dash with no AC gets up to 125, 130, or maybe, like, the metal on the outside of the car. Well, the it's cameras. April in Long Beach. It's not, it's not the middle of summer in Death Valley. Uh, they, they all broke shit down, so they have no race footage, and Adam got for that's it. what happens when you employ idiot shitbirds. Nah, they're good people. Adam, mm. 
Adam, I'm, uh, just, I'm not judging them as people. I'm judging them by the quality of their work product. It's which is most often found completely lacking. A lot. Nobody's really doing a lot of stuff they could be doing podcasting. Again, I'm gonna go back to Allison. I had a she her episode wasn't showing up in iTunes, and Anderson was having the same problem with Cinematics this week with number fifteen. It turns out his website just needed to be updated, and I was telling him that the whole time, but he couldn't get all his web guys. So we tried every other workaround. We were almost gonna make him a new Tumblr for his podcast and just have it go from there. Finally, the website updated magically. The episode popped right up. Solved. So then Alice was having the same issue, so I asked her to check her website because that's usually the issue. And with her, she was trying this really complex uh, posting system where it puts the new image for each episode in, the explicit tags or clean tags. Then it also feeds it to Facebook with the individual image, and everything was like perfect. And she tried some new step posting process, and it didn't go to iTunes. So I told her to reverse it, and it should work and do it the old way, and she did. But if there's somebody that's actually trying some advanced posting methods, some stuff I don't even do. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess contenders then. Yeah, also runs. Uh, mine are Flophouse number 201, where they talked about the movie Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV Guidance Counselor 144, Tommy Rico, or possibly it's the other 144, Paul Dini and Misty Lee. I thought I got to 145 for Tommy Rico. Uh, I think I had 144 for both of them. I don't know. Uh, Roadwork 25, a pint glass full of meatballs. And Irrelevant Show, uh, their first Vancouver show. Hmm. Thought it was very, very good. All right. Are you going to see Adam when he comes out? I didn't know he was coming. Yeah, Vancouver show. I think they're doing one. <laughs> Is this one going to have seats or not? Uh, I can't help you there, buddy. Do you, know what ven- what, do you know what venue it is? No, I can look it up, though, for you. Because last one, uh, and I told them. Your advertised as being in the Commodore Ballroom with no seating, except maybe 10. There were like five booths. So saying, the website is saying there are no chairs. Maybe if you're doing an hour-long show, or two-hour-long show, you should find out if there are going to be chairs there. Eh. So not a lot of people went because it's fucking Vancouver and we're all uh, whiny, crying baby men. Eh, That's fair. Who, Yes. Even when the and I love that the website. Oh no, there'll, there'll be chairs there. Well, it doesn't say it on the fucking website where you're buying the tickets, so people aren't really going to believe you. You fucking fuck ups. Wow. <laughs> All right. No, but I emailed a couple people. Uh, I know. Email, had had you had you act as a proxy saying I even try to get hold of August and see if he could find out. And I know Vancouver. This is going to be a problem. You need to you need to say. Oh yes, there will actually be chairs there. Yeah, it's one of these things where. I can't convince people to help themselves. It's like, no, let me help you. Help me help you. And it's like, oh, okay, you don't want my help. All right. Yeah. Uh, those were my contenders. Defocused, 86, Bad Movie Soup. They cover Congo. I'm really behind on this show. Pretty oh, decent. that's way back. Pretty decent. And then Chewing It with Jay Chenisekar. Update on Super Troopers. They have to go back and film more movie. So they ran out of money, clearly, and they, the studio's now going to pay for them to go back and add to it. Okay, so where is he going to be? Commodore Ballroom again. (laughs) I wonder if they'll have seats this time. Uh. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn soon, too. It's like in five days. We should go. That means it's Friday. Friday. Uh, And then, yeah, so of course, uh, Seattle on... Seattle and Portland... On Saturday and Sunday. 
Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm probably busy. Yeah. But, hey, tickets do seem to be available. Mm, shocking. Let's see if, they're any, if they list anything for it. Bring your own spike to sit on. Please note, this show has a limited number of general admission seats on the floor. Doors at 8 p.m. Show at 9. Standing room only. So, no seat. Almost no seats. Get there an hour early. Yeah. That's why people aren't... Oh, but it's a lot cheaper this time. It's only 38 bucks this time. It's not crazy. That's like half the price it used to be. I think. But, yeah, it's uh, not the right venue for Adam. It'd be nice. It's the right ad. It's the right. It's the right venue for Adam who wants to be in a hotel in downtown Vancouver. Mm. It's not really good for the people that are, you know, fans of Adam Carolla. I mean, the the fans of Adam Carolla don't live in downtown Vancouver. They live out in the suburbs. He should be playing uh, Hard Rock Casino, oh. which used to be the Red Robinson. Yeah, that'd probably have a is, lot more seats. Which is closer out to the state. Oh yeah, much bigger. And as it would actually be, you know, a theater. I don't think anybody's familiar with Vancouver and the possibilities. And this place worked last time, so let's go back there. But I'm sure Adam would probably agree with your logic. Uh, yeah, but he's right by downtown. He's right on Granville Street in downtown Vancouver. So he'll be staying in the nice hotel downtown. He'll be able to spend his day uh, in Stanley Park. But it's, you're going to be surrounded with working the downtown ghost of hipsters. Boner? Pardon me? I said you're gonna be surrounded with the ghosts of Boner. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's gonna be hipsters and Chinese people. That's who lives down. AK forty seven gone, but not forgotten. He now haunts uh, Stanley Park in Vancouver. Go visit him. He likes sandwiches. Uh, Adam kind of has the white working class people. They might be down there, but they're covered in construction dust. They're not living downtown. They live out in the suburbs. His fans are nine eleven first responders. No, they're going to be people that are building the Trump Tower, not the people that are going to be spending $2 million to buy a, ta- a condo in it. Are those people fans of anything? But uh, you, know, you know what? It did happen. Uh, Schmitty taped a certain podcast with a certain new friend. Fired Corolla girl. What? Hey, what? how do you know that? Well, didn't he say something about it? Oh, did he? Oh, I don't. I didn't catch it. Yeah. Or did you say something about it? I don't know. Yeah, she, I think she tweeted he's going to be on, so uh, it's not out. I was hoping it was going to be out today, but she has a bunch in the can apparently. So we're just going to have to wait for that. And I hope it doesn't. It's not one of these ones that mysteriously. Oh, it didn't record, or oh, it was sitting too long and the machine ate it. Sorry, guys. No more podcasts. Uh, Serenity now. Serenity now. Yeah. So, uh, any other contenders? No. Uh, for hated, uh, you can throw in the guy I almost fought in a parking lot the other day. Okay. It, Why? I was pulling in, and it was the exit lane. It's only, it's only one car width. And right next to it, there's a two-car entrance exit lane, but there's a island in between. And so I'm driving, uh, I guess, perpendicular uh, to this road. So I'm going left-right, and that's up and down. Uh, so I'm going north-south, and that's left-right. So I'm making like a, it's like a cross shape, let's picture that, or a plus sign. And I'm driving through, and I have my blinker on, and I'm taking a left, and a car comes right up to the front of my car, and I point down at the ground where it says that way, and I have a car behind me, and I have a car in front of me on the left coming straight at me that's going to T-bone me. And they refuse to move, and they're not going to move, so I honk, and they honk back at me. So then I put the car in park, open the door, and get out, 
and I point the ground, and the person keeps honking, and they keep honking, and I just cross my arms, and I stare at them, and I just gave them the death stare and stood there and point the ground, and their car started honking, and I just stood there and let them honk their little fits out all they wanted to, and then the person had to get their little impotent rage and then back up and then drive over five feet and go out the proper way, and then I got in my car, and I parked it, and then I got out again, and I waited for them to drive back because I was going to beat the living shit out of them in a parking lot, and they drove off like the pussies they were. And I can't stand living in Texas anymore. Yeah, that's why you always keep a baseball bat in your trunk. I didn't so need one. Like you're on I just a, stood just there like smiling. On, on a Russian dash cam, you had just have to pop the trunk. I just stood there smiling, and then I, I, I just I was, I was laughing. I was no, but you just popped the trunk. Yeah, that's probably a better idea, but this way they can't get me in trouble. But the person, the, the nerve and the Well, the because hubris. you have your baseball glove back there and you have your baseball because you, you, you go to softball. That's not a bad idea. But the hubris of someone, you're going out in entrance. You got you, nine times out of ten, fine, you get away with it. This time, somebody was pulling in. I'm going the proper way. There's traffic in both directions. You got to move. I'm not going to back up into oncoming traffic, straighten my car out, and then drive forward. That's not going to happen. So I made them reset and start over. They were not happy about it. I was hoping they would shoot me. Like, every time I, I do any of these things here, I hope somebody fucking shoots me. Okay. So on that happy note, let's go to our top five. Uh, ten. Five. Oh, sorry. I've got five. I just said you had ten, you bastard. I know. I forgot we didn't do a top ten. All right. Uh, so I've got a couple on here. So let's do your... 10 through 6, then. Uh, number 10 is uh, Dana Gould, Nuts and Dolts. I'm sure it'll be on your list. We'll talk about it later. Is that right? Nope. It's not? Nope. Okay. Uh, I I love parts of this episode. There's, there's mostly the Rod Serling part. It was amazing. And the part where Dana Gould quoted Ken Reed, but then didn't attribute it to him. He, I don't think it was because he didn't remember, because he had a moment where he goes, uh, uh, like, it was a little bit of that. And it's like, oh, he, he thinks Ken told this to him off air, but he told it to him on the show, but he doesn't remember. And then, of course, there was some really bad audio with the uh, People vs. O.J. Simpsons uh, creators, so they just tried to salvage that, but they didn't really salvage it the right way. They did a, a fine job. I don't know what they were working with originally, but it just wasn't the best audio. It didn't sound that bad. It wasn't. It was impressive that they were able to save it. It's just, yeah, maybe they didn't even It's even... nice that when people stop working for Corolla, they can start giving half a fuck. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, what, what, you didn't like this episode? Uh, it was okay. I just it might have been on one of my top fives from the previous three times we tried to record this. I just didn't make it on this. It, one. it came out like four days ago. No. Yes. Data Gold uh, Nuts and Dolts, the newest one. Haven't you heard it? Then obviously it didn't re download when my phone wiped it. Oh. So you didn't hear I didn't it? See, it was okay. It was fine. Okay. Probably think I listened to it twice. Yeah, okay. Well, it came out on April 13th, uh, five days ago. Okay. Well, that's last week. That was for me. So, he has, he has 45 days between episodes. Uh, the fact that they can fix the audio, it's a little bit different than a daily podcast. But also, there's a whole other reasons for that. Yeah, so it was okay. It wasn't the greatest. Yeah. My number, giving a fuck. My number nine, Race Wars, uh, Cole Slobs, and uh, Joe Rogan and Experience 781, Kevin Rose, who isn't a douche in any of the ways I thought he would be. Uh, but he is super obsessed with his own body and fitness and ketosis and all this stuff. And he monitors his blood hourly and to check his ketones levels and all that. Yeah, he was all... Yeah, well, now that he's no longer... God, where is he living now? Is he back on the West Coast? Seems to be, yeah. So does I take it that means he got divorced? I don't, I don't know. 
Okay. Didn't talk about Fair any enough. of that stuff, but he was a decent guest. Uh, then eight, this life twenty four. Andy Dick, tied with TV guidance counselors one forty three and one forty four. With Skeletor in a hat. <laughs> uh, number seven, the four year old boy episodes forty eight, uh, year eight, forty nine, year nine. Two good episodes, two interesting encounters, including one where they went to a bar with him and his Jill, and they were trying to watch some band play live. And it was general mission, and some fat lady came up and told him, "You need to get out of here when the music starts. We're hanging out here by ourselves." He's like, he's like, "So instead, let me guess. He didn't move. Made it, made it a big thing. No, he tried to leave. out his woman. No, no, he tried to leave. And uh, he tried to leave his wife. Fr- his wife said, his, his lady said, uh, no. Why do we have to move? It's general mission.' He goes, "I understand, honey, but they're drunk. They're John. They're going to try to start a fight. So I've been a bouncer. Let's just go. Give them their way." And she's like, no, I don't want to go. And so she didn't want to do it. So she stood on the up against the railing and freaked out, made it weird. He didn't enjoy it. Uh, no, uh, he did. He did. He tried to, but he had to stand up against the railing with her in front of him, and then he had to put his arms on either side. And the whole show, they kept running up, screaming at them, and in their face, and yelling at them. And then the the fat chick was trying to hold up jackets to block their view. Then they called security, and the security guy came up and talked to him, and he goes. There's going to be a fight. You know that, right? He's like, I'm not trying to fight anybody. I don't want to fight anybody at all. I just, I just want to watch the show. And he told him well, he was really reasonable. And he goes, come on. I have to fight these people because this happened because I'm standing here? And they, they, he's like, well, they said that this is their area. He's like, what What do you mean they said? You're the security. Isn't this general mission? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, is it their area? He goes, no. And then they, they just stood there. And then the people's friends ultimately gave up. They're like, just shut up. Because the chick was still trying to get them to do something. And then when they left, they had to still do something. The whole time, he was just waiting to be punched in the head. Uh, it never came. But it was a really compelling story. Yeah. Sometimes you should just move. Yeah. Agreed. And then uh, my number six, for crying out loud, I'm a creep. Uh, Stephanie reveals that Paul Thomas Anderson filmed a Radiohead video in her house. And she signed a non-disclosure agreement. They've since pulled the episode, and I think removed that. That's weird. Yeah, but it was fucking it was a good story. He's like, wow, fucking brought the heat today. They paid her 200 bucks to use her house, too. Okay, well, I guess she's a star fucker then. Yeah, well, she talked about it on the air, and then I guess they got mad, but... Uh, huh. Okay, so my number five, or your number five? I'll go with my number five. Top Scallops, mildly preferable to hunger. This was their last wrap-up of the Top Scallops, so Top Chef. They probably are going to be doing another podcast together. God only knows if I'll ever find out about that. But uh, it was very good. All right. This is from almost a month ago. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. My number five is TV Guidance Counselor 145. Uh, this was the episode with the local Boston comic guy you mentioned. My favorite part. Tommy Rico. <laughs> my favorite part was when he talked about posting on old message boards with uh, Ken Reed. I just kept imagining the old Corolla boards, but for local Boston comedy. Yeah, I'm sure that would be uh, racially sensitive and uh, clean. (laughs) Everybody's avatar is an eggplant. So my number four is the Sporkful Serial Parody, Investigating an Office Fridge Theft. Uh, An incredibly good send-up of Serial, the first version of Serial. Oh, so it's like a parody about somebody stealing from a fridge at work. I could listen to this because I have a lot of anger about that. It was very, very good. I can't stand food thieves at the office. That's the that's one of the worst things you can be. No, but I at work I am the fridge Nazi in that at the end of the week I throw all the shit out. Yeah, that's what all most offices do. They they tell you what they clean it out and they throw it out. Anything that is potentially recyclable, I will put in one of the crisper drawers. So all the fruit cups, uneaten apples that look still edible and uneaten fruit, everything else gets chucked. 
That's what most offices do already. They have a cleaning crew that does that. I know, but I'm the person that does it. No one else does it. Yeah, people are shitty. Yes. Uh, so you're number four. Daddy clamped the fridge. I'm fat and lazy and I have a job. Uh, number four, After Disaster 330. Speaking of eggplants, uh, good episode. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, nothing, nothing great, nothing insane. Just a really solid After Disaster. Okay, my number three, Eureka Podcast 160, Crank Up the Reverb. Uh, can't say I remember a whole heck. This is only from two weeks ago. You douche. Uh, liked it. Can't remember much about it at this point. Uh, number three for me, Burtcast 170 with Steve Agee. I don't know why. I listened to it like four times. Okay, my number th- uh, two, Eureka Podcast 160, as seen on the cover of Men's Fitness. Uh, Craig tries to crash a fart. He goes out of his way to be behind a black fitness woman being photographed into the gym he's working out in. Why? Because why not? Because he wants to be in the photos? Like, that might be the last No, because he's, he's going to be the blurry blob in the background of a very wide open aperture, uh, shallow depth of field professional magazine. You just called him a blurry blob. <laughs> No, the he will be part of the blurry background. Okay, I was like, Jesus, because you know when they, I just picture, I just picture an overweight man darting across a frame. No, because you know how they go with a shallow depth of field. Superhero, I'm the blurry blob. Everybody, they're gonna have like the shallow depth of field, so that everything behind her is nicely out of focus, and he's gonna be part of the white blob that's uh, that's behind this black. Here's a fit person. Those are ugly people. Well, it's also it's. Let me put it this way. There are challenges in photographing someone of a darker pigmentation to actually get them to show up like humans and not just black. You mean like they steal your soul? No, like you have to actually... Hey, what you doing with that camera, Cracker? I'm going to stab you. White people are easier to photograph because we're a bit more reflective. Wow. Uh, so you're number two. I feel like that's some sort of like Wesley Snipes midnight racism. The man's black as midnight. Uh, my number two is Mike Carano, 136, Miscellaneous Adventures from the World of Mike Carano. Uh, I love this show. I don't know why. Sometimes it just barks, just like, oh, it makes me feel good that Mike does this. So how's he, now this is Carano, so how's he dealing with the crushing of his sister? Extremely well. It almost never comes up. It's, uh, it's sad. It's just, he's been doing these live shows and like, you know, uh, Everybody comes out, include you know, including like Judd Apatow and stuff, and like he has to like stop in the middle of it, and like he started crying in one of them. Uh, it's it's intense. Okay, uh, my number ones. I've actually got three of them. Uh, incomparable two ninety four. Science is never frightening. Where they talk about the movie Gog from nineteen fifty four. Wow, which is available on YouTube. I listened to this one. I'm not kidding. Three, four, maybe six times. Wow. I just really, really liked it. I've watched the movie twice. It's on YouTube. Is it good? It, it's, oh, no. It's a 1954 science fiction movie shot in something like 16 days oh. on two sets. All right, so it's just MST3K material. Yes, it is a very, very good podcast of a very, very bad movie. Then there's Incomparable 295, A History of Things That Never Happened, where they talk about the Rogue One trailer, surprisingly for about an hour and a half. Oh. Or sorry, pre-teaser trailer. It's not even a teaser. It's not even a trailer. Yeah. It's a teaser. 
And then uh, one you'd probably like, uh, 296, uh, where they talk about the, the official Batman, where they talk about 10, I think, episodes of Batman animated series. I have it uh, queued up. I'm thinking I'm going to listen to it. But it's, it's funny to me because I just did sketchy uh, 202, 203, I think is what the episodes were. And they were about the other contemporaries of that show, which were Spider-Man animated series and X-Men. Uh, X-Men started in 92. Okay, well, uh, hey, you're also forgetting, like, Goof Troop. Uh, gummy bears. Yeah, you know, uh, Goof Troop uh, had Ducktales. Goof Troop had merits. But that's a whole other can of worms when we get into the Disney stuff. And it, this is more about just the superhero shows. Uh, the Batman series gets uh, lauded as, as amazing things, and the X Men series gets mocked. The Spider Man series never gets mentioned. And it's just it's to me they're the one. They're all in the top spot. Probably they're in the top three for sure. You can order them however you want. But uh, the other shows are just as good. So this is interesting timing. It's like I, in that episode, in the sketches, I talk about how everybody does this, and they list their top ten Batman episodes. I literally say that, that people do what they, this guy, they're doing on the show. But I, I'm interested to hear. I want to hear what their take is. I wonder if they pick the same ten everybody seems to pick, which seems to be the case. No, they weren't picking the top ten. They were taking, like, there was the, the first episode. Mm-hmm. There was a couple introductory villain episodes and... I think I they don't. They don't say top remember. ten, but they mean like they mean like the sign. They say like signature episodes or the episodes that give you the best. I was just appeal. like, here's an introduction to Batman the animated series. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. it'll probably be good. But really, listen to two ninety four. Science is never frightening. I found that hilariously funny for Gog. Yes. All right. Which is also available if you go Gog nineteen fifty four. It's also fully on YouTube. It took me three and months to listen to a dude's comedy CD. You think I'm gonna be able to watch a movie? Well, you can if you use the HTML5 version of YouTube, you can speed it up to one one point two five, one point five, or two x. You can also just steal everything off YouTube using uh, cop, copy vid or the fuck is it called? Let me pull it up. Yeah, or you just use Safari and you right click and you say save video. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can do that in Google too. You can expect the element keep vid. Keep vid works for a lot of links that don't let you do that, or they try to hide it. YouTube, but especially. God, really good. All right, my number one is. Uh, Let's see what's even on here. The ACS number seventeen ninety seven. It's Adam, and Gina, Brian, it? no guest uh, last week. Just a solid Adam Carolla show. Had something I needed. I was so far behind on blogs, I had to jump ahead and listen. And now I'm trying to get caught up on blogs, and it's killing me. I turned in six this Is morning. Is it a clean one or a dirty one? Uh, explicit. They're only clean on Fridays and Wednesdays. So the shows they tape on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah, life sucks. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to tell me what uh, Corolla's reaction to Vancouver is. I will. Uh, I found this O Olive Oil Company. They make a, a vinegar and olive oil, and they're all fancy. And they have one that's like this fig vinegar. It's like the best thing I've ever had in my life if you like uh, oil and vinegar on your salad or something. But now I found out they have all these other ones on their website. But if you want to order them all, it's like $140 for six bottles. So they're like the expensive hot sauce of oil and vinegar. Uh, but they sound amazing. Like they have like one that's like clementine orange infused. Yet you said you can't eat tomatoes because they're too acidic and they make you throw up. It's, it's something about tomatoes. Vinegar does not bother me at all. I don't, I don't know if it's like some sort of alkaline uh, uh, whatever thing. Who no, knows? because both are acidic. I don't know. Vinegar does not bother me. But uh, tomatoes, uh, raw fruit, uh, all that kind of stuff just kills me. Okay. Weird thing to get into? Yeah, I don't know what I'm into. I just I've been, I eat like four salads a day now. Cause I, the only thing I can eat that's quick and actually get full that's not crap. So I just throw some oil and vinegar on some lettuce and fucking munch it down. 
Why don't you just do big tubs of Mexican beans? I've tried it. I've tried it a few times. I have Or lentils. The lentils I just did last week, actually, because of you. Or chickpeas. I didn't do chickpeas. I did lentils, and I did actual peas. Okay. Also, like, uh, pasta fazool. So, a bit of tomato, white beans. Very good. I've never had it. I'll have to try it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's someone we're supposed to talk about that I miss. So, are we, are we doing the same time next week? Uh, if we have to? Yeah, I'll be free of this enslavement after working 36 days in a row. This is my 18th day in a row, seven days a week. I'll be free on, I think I have Wednesday the 4th. Let me check it. This is great uh, chatter for the show. but Yes, this is so people, thrilling plot. People want to know if we're actually going to be around, though. So I'll say, don't forget we are a listener-supported show. You can reach us at PodGods, podgods at gmail.com, and on Facebook, and that's PodGods with a Z. You can also help fund this show or Geo in general at patreon.com slash Giovanni. And don't forget to hit up those Amazon affiliate links. I got Wednesday, May 4th, and then I'm clear after that, so we can go back to normal. It's time to put the Crown Royal sack back on the microphone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. The show about